I sound a little unsteady because I had some bubbling. All day I've been thinking about this. And tonight, my date with Dr. Susie. Here she is. Well, hello, Captain Max. All aboard, FDR. I'm just in time for the train. And here uh, you are. Have you been waiting for me long, darling? Uh, depends how you look at it. I mean, you know. Well, yeah, you could take that in a physical, metaphysical, emotional, generational, all kinds of different which ways. Or like the supreme injustices, you could just take it in an authoritarian, theocratic way. Like, you've been waiting for me, Sieg Heil, or something like that. Oh, maybe we're going to be uh, censored now. Um, We didn't mean that. (laughs) I just was being satirical. Although they say that satire is no more, that everyone wants confessionals as entertainment, fake true stories. And I'm a natural satiricon, so anyway. At least you love me, right? I love you. A whole bunch of people love her. (laughs) No matter where I go. And... um, Well, I did get a lot of very passionate responses to my last rant on FDR which, by the way, stands for Franklin Delano Roosevelt, as well as fuck de rich. Because we sexual and we socialist here on FDR. And it's midsummer, actually. Technically not, according to Shakespeare. That would be in June. But if you're just kind of American, it's midsummer. So we're talking about midsummer sex and politics and the bonobo way Mm. which is the only way that we can see out of this mess so here we are taking the train because it's more reliable than an airplane these days right Boy, these airlines aren't, aren't even flying, which is actually kind of a good thing, even though it really put us out and almost killed us when our flight was canceled. But, you know, let's fill the friendly skies with a little less dirt. Human dirt. <laughs> can imagine how many threatening, how many threatening letters... Well, they got one from us. Delta got a certainly a threatening letter from us, but I'm sure they can multiply that by about a billion. Yeah, because they were canceling a lot of flights. I have my theories about that, but certainly these planes are no longer, let's say, friendly to, for instance, joining the Mile High Club speaking of summer sex, where you used to be able to stretch out with your lover on 
three <laughs> seats and kind of one of you would get under the blanket and right. do a little muff diving or polishing the banister and the bathrooms were bigger too so you could actually have sex in the airplane bathroom which you can't do anymore plus they're all listening at the door they're all standing there all the time like what are you doing in there so it, it, honey, the airlines honey. are not conducive to joining the mile high club anymore are they captain max well you have to be in private jets yeah which really dirty up the sky uh, yeah, of course. And are more likely to crash. Uh, I don't like going on private jets myself. There you go. So, we hung out at the TWA restaurant, whatever that is, when we were waiting for our plane that never came in New York a few weeks ago. That was a hub of TWA. Right, and... TWA was once a fine airline. Mm. It is now just a restaurant. <laughs> I guess you can stay there. It's also a hotel. So it's a hotel. It's got that old-fashioned 60s kind of feel to it. Mod. Yes. Ooh. But Delta, whoa, Delta. Down. One after the other, those planes were down. And I kind of think it's because, yeah, they don't want you to have sex on the plane. And they don't want you to stretch out and be comfortable because they want to fill every single plane. And when those planes are not filled, suddenly they don't have planes or they don't have a captain. No pilot. Right. All these pilots suddenly disappear. Maybe they really did walk off the job or fly off the job, or fly off the handle. They're going crazy. Every five minutes, somebody goes crazy. Less, it's going around the world too. They're shooting people in Japan, including that prime minister that I wasn't very fond of, actually. He was too conservative for me, but I didn't want him to be assassinated in Japan, where they don't even have guns. But this guy made his own gun. Uh, crazy. That's crazy. It's Abe. Yeah, his name's Abe, too. His name's Abe, right, too. Right, right. Oh I know. I didn't like him too much, but he I did have your name. Oh so God. I knew Damn. who he was, and he had nice hair. Brian Redfern says, with a 40% increase in deaths overall, maybe the pilots died. Right. It's possible that the pilots have died. People are dropping dead for various reasons with a lot more rapidity than I remember. Although the media reports on every death. They just love it. If it bleeds, it leads. Harry says, if you masturbate in the airplane bathroom, does that count for membership in the Mile High Club? No. Everybody masturbates in the bathroom. You can do that, of course. I think if you do it in the seat, of the plane under the blanket. <laughs> that might be impolite to your seatmates if they don't know you though. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't count masturbation. I think Mile High Club, you actually have to have sex. 
I think you could join the Masturbation High Club that way, which is perfectly great. And I think you should join that. Everybody should join that, except if you're the type that likes edging, because if you like edging, then you're gonna be hogging that little airplane lavatory, and that's not nice. So, you have to remember to be polite in your public sex. I guess that's a form of public sex, although nobody sees you because you're in the little lavatory. So, it's kind of exciting, though, to know that these people are out there if you're into that. And uh, I don't see anything wrong with it. I, I mean, it's relieving yourself which people do. Just don't be sitting there for hours. I see comments coming in, which is great. And we would also love to speak with you if you want to give us a call. Now, this is a number you can call during the week, and it's private, and you can find telephone sex therapy, although you're not being recorded through this number, don't worry. But you could call now, and if you call now during the show, Saturday night, then yeah, you'd be on the show. So it's 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497. If you call Saturday night when we're live, you can be on the show. And one sweetness is on Instagram and says, hello, everyone. How sweet. I hope everyone is having an amazing evening. Well, yeah, sure, I guess. If you call talking about America collapsing is amazing. Yeah, I guess we're having an amazing evening. Although we're also talking about sex and taking your questions. And we're in Twitter on Spaces, and we see a few people in there. So if you would like to speak, if you have a question or a story to tell, perhaps about how the Supreme Court injustices are affecting your sex life, or something else, perhaps, that is affecting your sex life, a question or an opinion, it can be about sex, summer sex, of course. We are in that hot, hot summer. And we're coming up on Bastille Day, brothers and sisters. Oui, 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 mes frères et mes soeurs, mes coquettes et mes baguettes, le Marquis de Sade et le Moulin Rouge, bonne fête nationale du Joyeux 14 juillet, ou comme nous disons dans l'anglais, Happy Bastille Day! Vive la France! Et santé bonheur! Santé bonheur, yes. You know that one. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and you spent some quality time mm. in France. Yeah, yeah. Right. Quite nice. It can be quite nice. So hopefully it won't become fascist like a lot of places are becoming. Right. Yeah. What was your favorite thing about France? Um, well, at that point, uh, I, was, I was a fugitive. So 
I didn't really want people to know a lot about me. And, uh, and I was like a typical American tourist. And so you liked France because people were very respectful of your privacy. Right, they were nosy. Like the Italians. Now you oh, are Italian and you yeah. speak Italian fluently, right. whereas you don't speak that much French. Right. So you would think you'd be more comfortable in Italy. Yeah, but I like France better. <laughs> Vive la France. Yeah, Liberté, fraternité, Egalité. And Go Boy says, hello, friends. Yes. Go Boy. Glad to talk with Go Boy again. Go Boy also had something to say about our forced breeding show. I think he commented on YouTube when we replayed it. And he said, Forced breeding, no sex, but conversely, only using sex to sell things. It is acceptable to use sex to sell things that will financially enslave us and cause us to work even more and have less energy and time for sex. Go Boy is very Marxist and mathematical about it. You know, and it's true. I mean, one of the worst forces in modern times is the force of public relations, a.k.a. propaganda. And, hey, I'm someone who does public relations for what I believe in, which is the bonobo way and peace and love and, to some extent, sex therapy, which is my profession, but the other things are more just things I believe in. And a lot of people use the power of public relations for selling war and, of course, things that harm the environment. I don't think peace and sex harm the environment. I mean, sex can, it just depends, but usually not so much unless you're having to have sex in the Mile High Club every day, then I guess you are harming the environment through your sex. But mostly your sex doesn't pollute a lot. But sex, and that's usually not in the form of actual sex, but just the promise of sex, or mostly just sexy people, like the beautiful sex pots sprawled uh, on the gas-guzzling uh, SUV uh, or, you know, sexy sure. troops fighting for freedom, fighting, killing. They don't say killing, no. Dying. They don't say dying, no. <laughs> they kind of say fighting because fighting is a sexy word but yes go boy yes and that's why they want forced breeding because among other reasons there are many reasons actually that the right wing has come together so to speak to go against abortion even though conservatives actually had supported abortion back in the day the republican appointed 
justices were the ones that went for it. Henry Blackman and other justices that were actually Republican appointed. But now Republicans have all gotten behind this anti-abortion thing, partly because it's authoritarian and Christo-fascist and somewhat racist, uh, actually very racist. (laughs) Well, because it's two different ways it's racist. One way is so that the white parents can have their white grandchildren and force these white people to have babies if they're white trash and they can't take care of them, then they'll be adopted. And they'd also like black people and other people of color to be forced to have babies. And those are a little more difficult to adopt. But that's okay, because if they survive being starved and not having good medical care and all the other ways in which the right wing does not support child care, which is why we don't call them pro-life. They're just pro-birth. They want people of color to be forced to give birth so that there's troops for the military as well as for the Amazon warehouse, which is getting to be more and more like the military. We are here on FDR talking about sex and politics and summer, summer, summertime. It's kind of a hot summer, and uh, the protesters are out. Yeah. It's kind of impressive to see them. Very impressive. But it could be more impressive, folks. Take a look, if you will, at, where is it, Sri Lanka? They're really protesting. And they got rid of their president. He left, and he was very corrupt, apparently. I don't know enough about it to really comment on him. But they certainly got him out of there. That's some real protesting, right? We've got some Mm -hmm. kind of half-assed stuff on both sides, really. The cosplay QAnon, although that could be the harbinger of a lot worse. And then, of course, our liberal protests, which aren't all that major. Yeah, how do you pronounce, how do you pronounce the president's name? Oh, I knew you'd challenge me like that. <laughs> I had no idea. It's right Go, there. Gotabaya Rajapaksa. But yeah, he agreed to step down. He's, uh, he's saying he's, I mean, according to this article that I found. We could do this around the Supreme Court. People are trying to protest, but our wonderful pro-choice Biden and Congress is more concerned about our Supreme Court injustices security than they are about women and pregnant people's liberty. And that is just wrong. Yeah, I mean, like, it seems like their salaries are, like, they're almost like the elite, you know? They got, like, and the people that can't afford abortions, they're not part of the elite. So, um, they don't don't really care about, 
the the average American. Oh yes, they do. They care a lot. Oh, yeah. They care so much. These Supreme Court injustices uh. that they overturned Roe v. Wade, and they risked something doing that, and they know it. They care a lot, except they care in just the wrong way. So. We are in for a wild ride, my fellow Americans, brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners, goddesses and worshipers. Speaking of which, Goddess Phoenix is sending love and light from the goddess. Well, hallelujah. I was just looking at Goddess Phoenix and getting love and light from her as we are putting together a little DomCon video right now that we're going to be releasing shortly after our Vice TV Bonoboville reunion video that we're releasing soon. And then there's DomCon. And then there's my Yale reunion. So I'm like up to my ears in love and light, really. I really am. I'm, it sounds like such a cliche and I hate to say it, but I am blessed. We are blessed here in Bonoboville, especially when we look at what's happening out there. In the meantime, we, 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 Bastille Day, by the way, commemorates the storming of the Bastille, the dramatic opening shot of the French Revolution, speaking of successful revolutions. Not that I'm encouraging one. I don't like the violence. But with the French Revolution, old ideas about tradition, monarchy, and religious authority were overthrown by the new enlightenment principles of what? Liberté, égalité, fraternité. It's the biggest French holiday of the year, and it is also Danielle and Belive's wedding anniversary. So... I don't know if they're listening, today? but well, not today. It's this uh, week, though. It's this week. It's before okay. we do another FDR. Okay. So while we're live, I want to say happy wedding anniversary. Da mm-hmm. love and be live. They were just here. They were part of our Bonoboville reunion. They were stars of the Bonoboville reunion. There were a few stars, but they certainly twinkled very radiantly. So we're talking about summer sex. We're trying to make it a Bonobo summer of love, but it has to be a summer of protest because there are so many issues to protest. And Don Pascal gives us one. Supreme Court injustice salary is $131,765. And so, that's pretty high. I mean, it's comparable to some of the other salaries. What do they have for the year? That's what they have. $131,765. Goddess Phoenix says, can't wait to be back on the show. And we can't wait to have you, Goddess Phoenix. We are doing some in-person shows. We did one. (laughs) But, of course, Vice was here, and they did COVID testing. 
And so now we're doing these little radio shows, FDR. But in any case, we love you, Goddess Phoenix, and you are featured in our DomCon 2022 collage that we're going to be releasing very soon. So, yeah. We love DomCon and we love kink. Make kink, not war is our motto, really. I mean, we like make love, not war. Of course, we've been loving make love, not war. I've been loving it since I was a kid. And I used to go to the protests against the Vietnam War with my draft age older brother, Steve. Hi there, Steve. It was just my mom's birthday, RIP mom. But in any case, Steve and I would go to some protests and then I started going with other people. And I love this phrase, make love, not war. And I would imagine these hippies having sex and stopping the war through their sheer passion. Well, that didn't happen, I guess. Actually, the wars got worse. Well, it almost seemed like it happened because even though it was extremely messy, even messier than leaving Afghanistan, we did get out of Vietnam. We left that country to itself. God, we so invaded that country against its will, worse than a rape. Anyway, we got out. So I thought, hey, maybe making love really does stop the war. But then we've had quite a few more wars. We had to stop that Vietnam syndrome, right? That's what Reagan did with that little war in Grenada. And then Bush Sr. did it with the first Gulf War, which a lot of people got onto, but Captain Max and I were against that war, which actually drew us together. Don Pascal wants to know, did the Vice show air? I hate when people ask me that, but okay, no. It didn't air yet, and we will be talking about it a lot. You know you will hear about it when it does air, unless it really sucks. If it sucks, we're going to not talk about it, and you'll never know. Although we haven't had a show suck. We've had an article or two suck, like that Mel Magazine article. was very snide. They actually did a fantastic video. Sometimes they do half of it great. You can't trust the media, I tell you. And really, I feel in my anti-war stance that the media is to a great extent to blame for the military being so powerful because the media loves guns and death. Remember, if it bleeds, it leads. So make love, not war. Great, great phrase, love it. Except that a lot of people make war out of love. Love of country, love of religion, Love doesn't necessarily preclude war or violence. People kill out of love. I mean, I don't approve of that kind of love, but they call it love, and who am I to say that's not love? I mean, they're very passionate, and they're jealous, or they're 
angry or they're possessive or they love their country. After all, what do these troops feel? I suppose some sort of love of their country. I mean, some of them are just doing it for the paycheck. Those are the ones that, you know, mom couldn't abort them, but they need the paycheck. So yeah, that's what the rich want the poor to not have abortions for, because they know that people are not fighting out of love of country so much anymore, because they're getting wise to the fact that when you join the military, you are not fighting for your country anymore. Well, if you ever were. You're fighting for corporations. You're fighting for the military itself, for the defense industry, and for the fossil fuel industry, which is killing us all. And by the way, the American military is the worst committer of environmental sins against our mother, the earth. Or if you're Annie Sprinkle, you might say our lover, the earth. Annie likes to call the earth her lover. Right, you remember Annie Sprinkle, you were one of her publishers, her first publisher actually. I remember Annie very well. Yes, Annie Sprinkle, the porn star who became an artist. Thanks to Captain Max to a great degree, as well as Willem de Ritter and Spider Webb, her tattoo artist. Yeah. Right, the tattoo artist. Spider Webb was uh, very cool. And the fact that she didn't have anal sex because she had hemorrhoids, right? because everybody was having anal, but that is the most likely way to spread HIV. So she didn't have it. And so she didn't get HIV, which a lot of people were dying from then. And so she's a survivor. So I'm not saying you shouldn't have anal sex. It's a beautiful thing. A lot of people have the most fabulous anal gasms, but it is, a tricky thing and you have to practice very safe sex when you have it. So Andromeda Decker says you always hurt the one you love. Well, no Andromeda, you don't always. I hope I don't hurt you, Max. (laughs) No, 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 no. Andromeda probably has been hurt or has hurt. And yes, a lot of people do that. And yeah, you know, that's a problem. That's why make love, not war, is not necessarily the most logical phrase. Even though it comes trippingly off the tongue. And I love it. It has so much history and it's a beautiful thing. But make kink, not war, makes more sense in a way because kink you don't do out of passion necessarily. I mean, it is a way to channel passion, but channeling is the key. It is a protocol. There are rules to kink. As somebody famous whose name nobody remembers once said, 
there are no rules in love. And that is true. You can't make rules. People just feel love. It's a feeling. But kink is not just a feeling. Kink is a practice. So you have to be responsible if you're going to practice kink. And therefore, you can't make war. So make kink, not war, makes sense. Because listen, if you're practicing violence without the protocol and the rules and the consent that kink requires, then it isn't kink, it's abuse or some sort of violence. But kink is about channeling that violent energy that we all feel, that obviously you see on display all these boys, and they are boys, they're young, they're like 18, 19, just the age when they can afford to buy a gun, not afford. They're not necessarily even paying for it themselves, but they can get the gun. Or maybe somebody gets it for them. But they have a lot of sexual, violent energy. And there are ways to channel that, that they're not learning. You think they learn about kink protocols? you got to be kidding. They can't even get a sex education class. No, they don't learn anything like that. But they do learn how to carry a gun. They don't learn the proper way to secure it safely or they don't bother to worry about that but they learn to carry it and they learn to use it and they are using it sometimes on people they love and sometimes on people they don't even know so this is why we need to make kink not war the wars that we wage, we Americans and Russians, everyone is doing it now all over the world. Americans are no longer at the top of anything, except we do have a bigger military and we do pollute more. I guess we still are at the top. But other countries are imitating us, invading smaller nations and shooting each other within their nation. And the two things go together. When America invades another nation, then all the young boys, whether they join the military or not, learn that that's a good idea to carry a gun and to use it, just like a soldier. And they dress up like they're soldiers, either like they're really in the military with the body armor and the military uniform, or like they're in a comic book with a cape or something like that. They dress all different ways depending on their fantasies, but they are expressing fantasies. And here's the thing, if we had less guns, they would do it a lot less. And yes, it is spreading around the world and people can make guns like the guy did who shot the former prime minister. He made his own gun. Abe, I hate to say that name, Abe, but I feel like it's personal. I feel, I feel personally attacked. Right, right. It's terrible. I didn't like the guy when he was alive, but I feel bad that he died. Oh, you know, the prime minister, former, the old guy. Oh, the Japanese guy. Yeah. 
And now life is going to change in Japan because of that. They're going to get much more security conscious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really sad. And yes, we are becoming the security state here in America. Not just our Supreme Court justices, all these so-called important people. Meanwhile, the rest of us who can't afford guards have to run around and worry that we're going to get shot. And we are worried, and it does show, and it does hurt us emotionally. And one way to relieve that is through sex, which is becoming more and more difficult to have. Not just because of politics, but also indirectly because of climate change and these diseases that have sprouted up amongst us because we are just messing with the environment. So now we are becoming toxic to each other. And watch out for the monkeypox, brothers and sisters. I hate that they call it that, but it does remind us that we are primates. And Yes, that is a sexually transmitted disease, actually. And you can get it just from touching, not just sex, but intimate touching. Anyway, watch out. Watch out. And uh, all the more reason to have lots of phone sex. (laughs) Any which way you can. Masturbate, as my patron saint George Carlin said, if God or the goddess, and that includes goddess Phoenix, of course, had intended us not to masturbate, she would have made our arms shorter. So there. Sarah Ann says, what up, Doc? Had to drop a line on YouTube. Well, thank you, Sarah Ann. I went to my first protest and thought, what would Dr. Susie do because of this Supreme Court bullshit? So I got the girls together and we hit the streets. All right, Sarah Ann, that's wow. very bonobo of you. I'm incredibly proud of you. I think that's great. And that is very bonobo. Bonobos, first of all, the gals stick together, a lot of female solidarity, a lot of sisterhood, and they're not even sisters, but they stick together. And that's one reason that rape is rare and murder is non-existent among bonobos and they are the only great apes that are like that and they would not put up with any bullshit like this and Sarah Ann is exactly right of course I agree with you and yes this is forced breeding and these Supreme Court injustices are authoritarian theocrats, mostly Catholic, actually, although certainly supported in a big way by the evangelicals. So they are pushing for religious ruling of America. Gilead, The Handmaid's Tale. Andromeda Decker says, I think you can hurt the people you love, but any relationship should have a pain threshold. 
Well, there you go. And Andromeda, I think, is circling around the whole idea of kink. And yet I don't know if she's really doing that. I, I mean, there's two different types of pain thresholds. One is in terms of kink, where pain is a form of eroticism that is directly connected to pleasure. And that kind of pain is consenting adult pain. And that is like a spanking or a slapping or pinching or bondage. And this is all in the kink family. And of course, you need to know what each other's limits are and maybe push the limits sometimes, but be very careful about that. Now, then there's another type of pain threshold in a relationship. And that would be where it's kind of non-consensual. I would say there should be no physical pain that is non-consensual. None. Zero. If there's any physical pain that is deliberately caused, like hitting, get out of there. Because it's only going to get worse. Obviously, if it's non-deliberate, stepping on your toe, <laughs> I would say forgiveness is in order. But if it's deliberate, punching, that kind of thing, no, no, no. You need to slip out the back, Jack and Jacqueline, because it more often happens to Jacqueline. That's right, Johnny Depp notwithstanding, whatever happened there, it more often happens to the uh, pregnant person. <laughs> and it's going to happen more to pregnant people now that pregnant people are not in charge of their own bodies. There should be zero at the non-consenting physical pain threshold. But then there's the emotional pain. And yeah, we're always causing each other emotional pain that we don't mean to cause. And so on a certain level, we always hurt the one we love because we're always hurting everyone we know in a way. Just that's the human condition. And so, of course, we're going to hurt the one we love sometimes by not always being what they want us to be, not always doing what they want us to do, and sometimes the opposite, doing things they don't want us to do. And sometimes it's deliberate and sometimes it isn't. And yes, there should be a threshold. So we understand that yelling might be kind of okay, but hitting below the belt, so to speak, that would be calling certain names, would not be okay. Anyway, yes, you're right, Andromeda. There is a pain threshold in the relationship when it comes to emotional pain, so that disagreeing is possible. There has to be some pain that is permissible in any relationship, but when the battlefield turns into a war zone, then you need to go to a couple's counselor or maybe get a divorce. I don't know, but it's true. There are levels to what's acceptable. And I know that people are trying to stay together more, and I respect that this day and age. And yet, there's more and more reasons that we're being, like, pushed apart by the pressures of life. 
in the 21st century. And death also. They go together. And sex is life, which is why we should never forget our sexual value. And we should value sex. Robert B. on Facebook says, we should all unite as citizens of Earth to solve the many problems in the world we are facing together. Sure, I agree with that, Robert B. But unfortunately, we have different ideas about how to solve the many problems in the world that we are facing together. For instance, some of my brothers and sisters that I disagree with think that uh, one of the big problems facing the world is abortion. And that if we criminalize abortion everywhere, that that is solving the problem of the earth. I happen to disagree with that. I think it's creating a lot of terrible problems and making problems we already have a lot worse. I happen to think that climate change is a huge problem, and some people don't. Some of those people are on the Supreme Court, and this is why I say, abort the court. Anyway, we should all unite as citizens of the earth, and you know, I wish we were all like ants in an ant farm, and then maybe if we could do what I think we should do, which is have lots of recreational sex that doesn't make a lot of babies and enjoy ourselves in ways that don't pollute the earth and really cut down on the pollution, folks. I mean, just existing is polluted, let's face it. But we could cut down so much. And I admit, I do things that I shouldn't do, such as flying in airplanes. I shouldn't have done that. I got you know, put in my place a little bit by my plane being canceled. I've never had a plane just canceled. I've had them postponed, but never just canceled. Wow. But now they're doing that. And maybe they should, because these gas-guzzling planes, we shouldn't be flying them so much. Really. And one thing, Captain Max, that you brought up that I almost didn't want to talk about because I don't like to talk about kids, but I do want to say it's great that this high schooler is running for school board. And I hope he wins. And I think these young people should be running for office more. Why? Because they are more concerned about climate change and they feel the impact. Yes. They care about climate change in a way that we can't fathom. I care about it, but only theoretically. I have to admit, I also figure in my own mind, I always think this, I'll be dead when that happens. Well, these kids, they won't be dead, <laughs> maybe. I mean, they'll live long enough to see that. And you know, that is why more people don't care about climate change. I see all these articles written by these so-called pundits saying, why don't people care more about climate change? And I see this by leftists 
in Counterpunch even. I'm amazed at seeing this. And I will tell you guys why they don't care, why people of my generation don't care, why I almost don't care. I have to force myself to care because it doesn't affect us personally so far. It will. And we don't care because capitalism teaches us not to care. Capitalism teaches us to be competitive and to cut off our natural feelings of compassion and caring for people that are suffering right now from climate catastrophes, as well as from people in the future. We cut off our feelings, our human nature that does care and have compassion for our fellow human beings of the future, whether they're our children, our grandchildren, or just people from the human race that we're in. We do care about them, but capitalism forces us to cut off those feelings because we gotta make a buck. We gotta think about right now what we can do to get that food on the table or get that new dress or whatever we think is gonna save our lives. And we can't think about climate change. And that's why my fellow pundits who are ignorant enough to be asking that question, why don't we care? That's why we don't care, because capitalism encourages us not to care. But the young people, even though they're living in capitalism too, and maybe it's partly because usually their parents are taking care of things if they're lucky, uh, so they don't have to worry so much, they can care about climate catastrophes of the future and of right now. So they should be on the school board and they should be helping to make those decisions about their education. Right, Captain Max? I, I, I couldn't believe it. I thought that's great. I always thought I, I should do that. You should do what? Yeah, you know, get on the board or something. Well, you could get on the Arcadia City Council. <laughs> you want to give us an update? What's going on? Um, time grinds away, and uh, it'll be okay. Time grinds away, and it'll be okay. All right, well. <laughs> That's what happens. One thing we know is we're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. They are harassing us at the Arcadia City Council, and... They are especially harassing Captain Max, who is just trying to go through his archives in his retirement in peace and do his little radio show Absolutely. in peace through pleasure, brothers and sisters. That's right. So Andromeda Decker agrees that it is good for this guy up there in, I think it's in Idaho, trying to join the school board. MJ Napoli on Instagram says, yes, I love pain from women. I get aroused when I give them money. Interesting. Well, I'm not sure. I thought he was talking about physical pain at first, but it sounds like he's a little bit of a money slave. 
I get aroused when I give them money. I'm always a little nervous about the guys who are money slaves in terms of working with them as money slaves because they tend to, yes, find pain in paying and they get aroused by that. And I get it and I think it's okay, although I will say this, there's a little misogyny there or let's say anti-sex work attitude because when you feel that the money that you give to the sex worker causes you pain, it's like you're saying you shouldn't be giving the money. The money should cause you pleasure. But, you know, if it causes you pain and you're a money slave, uh, okay. So as long as you do it through kink, make kink not war, then we're taking your misogyny and turning it into something positive. Just don't mess around with the sex worker's livelihood. That is almost as wrong as physical violence. MJ Napoli also says he likes emotional pain and mind games. Love it. Oh, yes, MJ Napoli. And you are getting sleepy. And you know you belong to me under my foot in my high stiletto heel. Stepping down on your helpless body. Ryan says, I agree, sex is becoming more difficult to have, especially for men. I'm not sure what you mean by especially for men, but maybe it's always more difficult for men to have consenting adult sex. Women almost always can have sex when we want it, if we put ourselves out there that we're horny, we can get laid. Now, can we get laid by someone we like, someone we respect, someone we might want to have sex with again? Uh, that becomes a little more difficult. But guys are often very jealous of the female because they say females can have sex easily. Because after all, when you look at the dating sites, for instance, there's always a lot more men that are horny and looking usually for just sex maybe a relationship nowadays because it is so difficult to get sex they also want a relationship and there's more women that can be choosy but still the pain you could say evens out because women so often get involved with men who are no good for them and that can be painful. And Ryan also says, love you, Dr. Susie. Aww. Well, I love you too, Ryan, Leslie. All right, and Ryan says, people should be having more sex now than ever. Okay, well, theoretically, I agree with you, Ryan, but there's a lot of impediments, so to speak. Yes. to our sexual revolution. You see, like I was saying in my piece on abortion, forced breeding, we should be having a sexual revolution right now. We certainly need one. <laughs> An eco-sexual revolution that channels our sex drive into sex instead of war, instead of harming the environment, instead of harming each other. 
But instead of having a new sexual revolution that we need, we are having an amosexual incel revolution from the street with the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers and in the basement of these incels' parents' houses where they're making up nasty, misogynistic memes all the way up to the Supreme Court. And yes, you can be married and still be an incel. It's a mentality. Like Sam Alito, the one who authored the Dobbs ruling against women, against pregnant people, against sex that is not for procreation only. All he wants is babies, babies, babies. Anybody that has sex without the baby, that's the devil. MJ Napoli says abortion, powerful mommy. Well, that's what you get when you're child free. You get these guys on the internet calling you mommy. Well, that's cool. Actually, it's a sexy thing. I know he means a sexy mommy. And I got a lot of great responses to that abortion piece, which you can listen to on all the platforms, actually, or read in Counterpunch. Uh, let's see, here's one from a, a guy with Planned Parenthood, Dean Guthrie in Kansas City, Missouri. Fabulous. I have been reading your Counterpunch commentaries for years and would never miss one. This one is special. Your insights are amazing. As a decade long activist with Planned Parenthood. I thank you for your vision and acuity. RGC Anthony, this essay by Dr. Susan on the new fascist war on sex is what he calls it, is an absolute must read for indie leftists and sex radicals alike. He's a regular reader and I love the way he combines the sexy and the lefty like I do because so many of my listeners that appreciate our sex education and information and erotica, eh, maybe they don't like the politics so much or they're bored by it. And then my political readers often think I'm too erotic. So it's great to connect with people that appreciate both. And I think both are important. I never want to give up either one. I kind of can't imagine giving up either one. And it's not as though I came from one to the other. I kind of got into both at the same time. Like I said, make love, not war. Kind of went together for me long before I was making love, except with myself, I did a little bit when I was a kid. Anyway, yes, we have some great responses to this forced breeding piece. By the way, forced breeding is a fetish that some of my clients are into. And I don't like it. I kind of think it's a red flag, so to speak. But I would say if you have it, if that's your fetish, you should call us or call somebody and just keep it in the realm of fantasy. Talk about it in the realm of fantasy. 
don't be trying to set up some sort of uh, forced breeding yeah. ranch. I mean, they do have BDSM ranches, which I think are kind of cool. They have slave auctions, all consensual, of course. I think that's okay. But what bothers me is the idea of the forced breeding is not just kink. We're getting beyond that now. The fantasy is kink. But the reality, which is what our supreme injustices have handed us, up the butt, well, actually, the other hole. So that is not kink. That is abuse, brothers and sisters. That is a form of rape, forced breeding. Okay, especially when they insist that states be allowed to legislate that women that are raped have to give birth, can't get abortions. And did you hear about the 10-year-old that had to be flown out of Ohio because she didn't know she was pregnant until it was a couple days too late for the Ohio legislature. So she had to be flown to Kentucky or Indianapolis or something where she could get an abortion. A 10-year-old. We were talking about this a little bit, Abe, on our show yeah about i was, I was actually breed. speaking about 14 13 and then you said that you could get yeah as i did as, uh, say nine. that yeah and and, and you're right this this uh 10 year old uh, rape victim from traveled from ohio to indiana because she was a few days late of the cutoff date of when it's allowed that is just that's stupid horrific abusive <laughs> child abuse for sure so, you guys, this is what's happening in America right now. This is the meaning of that euphemistic phrase, states' rights. That sounds so nice. Oh, yes, the states should have rights. Right. That's very nice. This is what the states do. What if that 10-year-old couldn't afford to fly out to Indiana to get her abortion? Uh, yeah. uh, no, they want you to start a GoFundMe. That's what they want you to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the GoFundMe's. That's how we survive nowadays. So Hartley Pleshaw, who had me on his show, does write, Goddess bless Dr. Susan Block. She tells it like it is about the way things are in our land, sexually and otherwise, although no one but no one explains the symbiosis between sexual and political issues better than she as we somehow struggle to celebrate our nation's freedom and independence this weekend that we lost last week well he's very eloquent too not to another country but to our own domestic tyrants she also states to the letter exactly how i feel about those matters from being totally pro-sex to being totally against any form of sexual violence and coercion in fact, were it within my power, I would make Dr. Susie the combined POTUS and SCOTUS. Wow. And delight in my country becoming healthier, happier, smarter, more humane, and yes, sexier. Well, I am just so honored to be both POTUS and SCOTUS, according to Hartley. Uh, 
and he's right we would be all those things healthier happier smarter and more humane and yes sexier however i would have to turn it down because then i'd be a dictator and even a good person shouldn't be a dictator even a sexy person because power corrupts and absolute power which is what hartley wants to give me goddess bless him corrupts absolutely so i would absolutely be corrupted by that i wouldn't be able to make any decision clearly because i'd be affected by all these syncophants <laughs> who told you that did you see it on the screen who told me that i should be scotus and potus at the same time yeah. That was Hartley. Oh, Hartley. All right. Who always asks me to deliver the sexual State of the Union address. Ah. So he knows my views. Right, he right. even used the term pro-sex, which I use, as opposed to sex positive. Although I use that term, but I like the term pro-sex better because sex positive sounds a little like a disease. Yeah. So it's good to be pro-sex. <laughs> right? Right. So anyway, Hartley thinks I should be SCOTUS and POTUS combined. But you know, the situation such as it is, is so bad, anything would be better almost, but not really, because what we're headed for is a kind of authoritarianism, but not with a benevolent bonobo sapien like me in both jobs, but more likely someone like Ron DeSantis. And MJ Napoli is calling me a naughty mommy. And Don Pascal says, bless you, Max. Thank you very, 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 very much. Yes, David Rovix says, you're a fantastic writer. Great analysis of reality in your latest piece and your incentive phrases. Wonderful. Constitutional clitorectomy, indeed. Yes. That is what the Dobbs decision is, a constitutional clitorectomy. I think I made that up. Now, the thing is, I look so much at social media, I, I'm not sure if I got that from somewhere. So if I got that from somewhere and you made it up, you who are out there listening, let me know and I will give you proper credit. Meantime, I want to give credit to... The newlyweds, no, they're not newlyweds. They're just celebrating their uh, wedding anniversary this week. And that would be De Love and Belive. Danielle Watts and Chef Belive. And Sarah Ann says, feels like the Republicans want to make it a crime to have sex. Oh yeah, Sarah Ann, that is true. I can't get the shit out of my head. I'm scared to have sex now. Okay, so Sarah Ann, who is listening on YouTube, is correct. First of all, they want to throw out that decision from 2003 that made me just love the Supremes. I did a whole article. The Supremes uh, have given us our right to have sex because of the Lawrence decision, uh -huh. which gave P 
people the right to have sex in their homes without fear of being interrupted by the police handcuffing them and that is what the Lawrence decision granted us and it was specifically about gay sex but it's all kinds of sex could be criminalized they would arrest you when you're having sex uh, in Texas, they were arresting people for having sex. <laughs> they would gay people. I mean, they used it because the neighbors had a gripe against this gay couple. And they rude, told yeah. the police they're having gay sex over there. It wasn't even about noise or anything like that. They were just angry with the couple for something that wasn't illegal. And because... Gay sex was illegal in Texas then. Sodomy, that's why they could interrupt this couple and basically cart them off to jail. And so the decision went pro-sex. And it was a beautiful thing. But that was in 2003. And... Clarence Thomas would like to overthrow that. So Sarah Ann is right that these Republicans and Clarence Thomas does not make a secret of the fact that he hates liberals. He has said that he wants to make liberals suffer the way that he feels liberals made him suffer when this is Clarence Thomas who was nominated to the Supreme Court by Bush the Elder and who your buddy Joe Biden just allowed to sail through the nomination process even though he was accused of sexual harassment very credibly accused by Anita Hill and I remember watching that trial and It was like a trial. It was a hearing. But he should never have been confirmed, and neither should Kavanaugh. But back to Clarence Thomas, because he does want to overthrow Lawrence versus Texas. And he is married, of course, to Ginny Thomas, who supported the coup anon and still supports it, a big Trump supporter. And he does not recuse himself from any of the decisions that involve politics. And his wife and he are obvious Trump supporters. And whether it's Trump or not, they support that right-wing, authoritarian, theocratic mentality. And they have been working on it for a long time with with lots of uh, conservative support. Yes. Once the conservatives that are concerned about stealing all of the poor people's money and putting it in the pockets of the rich and the corporations and the billionaire CEOs, once they figured out that they could get 
support of certain groups of people if they supported this anti-abortion position they went whole hog oh, so yeah. to speak against abortion and that's why it's very cynical they don't give a damn about religion or anything like that they are just in this to go against abortion in order to get those votes so that they can continue stealing money from social programs and just giving it to billionaires in the form of tax cuts. That's really what they want to do, and it's joining forces. And that's what these Supreme Court injustices were put on to do, and that's what they're doing. And that's why people have been protesting Brett Kavanaugh it is just so disingenuous when they complain about him. Couldn't eat dinner at Morton's. You know, somebody should have given him the line that started Bastille Day, even if Marie Antoinette didn't say it. Let him eat cake at home. If he wants to take away women's liberty and pregnant people's freedom, then no, he shouldn't eat in peace. No. He should get protesters yelling at him at Morton's. Sorry, Morton's. And sorry to all the other people that eat there. But this is important for people's lives. And Ken Silverstein, who interviewed me a few weeks ago, he shows a picture of that huge protest outside of the president's mansion in Sri Lanka that caused the president to leave. And he writes, of course, satirically, protesters surround Bethesda IHOP where Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh had breakfast this morning. Kavanaugh finished his fluffy buttermilk pancakes, full stack and New York cheesecake pancakes, but had to flee before his third course of pigs in the blanket pigs in the blanket indeed anyway brothers and sisters i think we're out of time right or did you have something you i saw notes being passed around yeah no uh i was speaking with the other staff and we might have a phone caller that wants to have wants to chime in on a certain topic okay we got the phone caller he's calling right now okay. well okay uh, all right, very so quickly all right phone caller are you there yes and what is your name christopher christopher welcome to fdr what would you like to talk about well i wanted to say dr Seuss, i've been a fan of yours for years and i appreciate all the work you're doing Thank you. And um, you, I know you don't remember me, but we spoke a few years ago about um, about this Bonoboville I was trying to start. Oh, I sort of am remembering you from Alabama. Yes, ma'am. So how's the Bonoboville in Alabama going? I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> well, um, not, not good. It's going to... It's gone dead. Mm. But I've had, had some good times. It's one moment I want to talk to you about. Okay. I'm glad you've had some good 
hopefully bonobo-esque times, even if you haven't been able to start a full-on bonoboville. So let's go. We don't have a lot of time, but what did you want to talk to me about, Chris? Well, back in 20, back in 2020, I had my first freeway with these uh, couples. Oh. And it was amazing. It was, it was my first, my first freeway ever. Wow. Well, congratulations. Uh, you uh, and I, had sex with the people from the other car. Right. I'm sorry, what? Never mind. Never mind. Go on. Continue on. So you had a threesome with a couple, I'm guessing with a, a husband and wife, a man and a woman? Yes. And yes, you're bisexual, I guess? I'm sorry, what? You are bisexual, pansexual? Hetero. You're heterosexual. So you only yes, had sex with the woman? Yes, we both enjoy, enjoy the woman. Okay, so the, you and the man had sex with the woman, and you consider yourself heterosexual, straight, Although you're open enough to do it with a man there, so there's a little bit of openness, which is good. It's bonobo. And so, what was your favorite moment? Um, well, it's, um, when I well, at first it was when we were making, I was making out with a woman. She just immediately came to me, and and that really that rarely happened to me. What do you mean she came to you? She immediately just came to me and embraced me for a kiss. Oh, okay. And she was, the whole time she was just drawn to me. Yeah, well that was what she was there for. Fagin? Well, let's just say this. When you're having sex with a couple, usually the woman Mm -hmm. is very into it, if she's into it at all unless she's being forced, which is no fun for anybody. But if she's into it, she's really into it. So good. That feels really good for a guy to have a woman so excited and lusty and wanting you. Beautiful. So the kissing, the first few moments, and did you have full-on sex or just kind of other stuff? Not that other stuff is just. Full-on. Full-on, no question. Okay. Did you practice safe sex? I'm sorry, what? Did you use condoms? Yes, of course. Okay, good, 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 good. And so when you were inside of her, where was her husband? He was in front. She was going down on him. Oh, so she was like the spit. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, I, I took her from behind. He took her from the front. Right. And it was amazing. We were just going at it. Just like the and rotisserie a, sex. Uh huh. So you see, it was, it's all in some grotto-like uh, environment, uh, right there uh, on the ocean. <laughs> right after you. 
What? You're, you're on a ship. Are you on a ship? Nobody's on a ship. Uh, Nobody's on a ship. No. That's great. So, <laughs> I just had to clarify that. It sounds like you're on a ship. I can barely hear you. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, so it's, back it's to you. Well, it sounds like you had a great time, Christopher, and I'm proud of you that you had yourself a good threesome, that you practiced safe sex. And have you seen the couple again? Unfortunately, no. Why? Um, I don't know. Apparently, apparently there's a guy, he um, has a high sex drive, and he just likes to move on and have any other sex partners. Oh. Well, then it's a definite good thing you wore a condom there, because they're having sex with lots of different people. You can get lots of different things. So be careful. And I do agree with that right. person that wrote that everybody should be having sex, except everybody should also be taking smart precautions. Okay, Chris. Well, I'm so happy that you had such a positive experience. Sorry you didn't get to repeat it. So did you have a question for uh, me, or you just wanted to tell me about your success story? Uh, well, briefly, I haven't had much, much action lately. And... I think it's starting to spread. I mean, from what I've heard, not a lot of people are having sex much lately. That is true. I can't imagine why, really. Really? I you mean, can't I, imagine why. Oh, come on. I hear I was thinking you were I smart, mean, Chris. I mean, I know there is the news, the virus, and everything. Well, yeah. That's everything. That's a lot of things. When people can't feel comfortable about breathing near a stranger, it's going to inhibit having sex with strangers. Right, right. Right. So I kind of advise people to get tested before they have sex. It's hard to have sex with a mask on. And when you're having sex, you're heavy breathing. Right, right. So that's why your couple friend who always want to go with somebody new, hey, I respect that theoretically. I love it. It's very bonobo. Bonobos love sex with strangers. And there's something in humans that loves sex with strangers. I do too. The problem is that that's how you spread COVID real easy. So we have to kind of balance things out these days. And I have lots of ideas for how to balance things out, but I don't know you well enough to know what you might like that might help you. I understand. And you seem so man of few words that I don't know if I'm gonna get to what you might like that might help you right now because we're out of time. So all I would say is <laughs> to try to channel your very bonobo sex drive, which I can tell really enjoys sex with strangers, maybe into phone sex, webcam sex, that kind of thing, and try to meet a couple that wants to have sex 
more than just once, that doesn't want to just have a new guy all the time. It sounds like you really did enjoy the couple. There's nothing wrong with a couple or a single woman. You say you're straight, but whatever you like, whatever you're looking for, I guess nowadays there's various good reasons to try to find someone that you can be sure of, that you can be sure is not going to infect you. And pretty sure. You can never be totally sure. I know that's a downer, right. but if you really are asking in this sort of innocent little voice, why do people not want to have sex that much these days? I have to talk about that. I have to say it. And of course, there's other reasons people don't want to have sex, because politically, the country is very anti-sex, not just the country, but the world. The world is encouraging women to not get abortions, to have to carry their pregnancy to term. In fact, encouraging is too soft a word. They're forcing, forced breeding. Right. I don't know how you feel about that. You're going to carry that cow. But Alabama is certainly a state that <laughs> is going to force women to carry their pregnancy to term. How do you feel about that? Mm, honestly? Yes. I believe I believe a woman should have the right have a right to her own body to, to do whatever she wants. And and I, I'm not surprised that the government is actually doing this to, to women. I'm banning abortion. But it's just right now, it's like you said earlier, people don't care about climate change just because this capitalist society is making us not to care. Exactly. We're just focusing on how to survive, really. Right. And that's an important part of where we're at. And a lot of women, perhaps in Alabama, that could be wonderful lovers for you, maybe feel inhibited by the idea of having casual sex, which could be fun, but could result in them getting pregnant. And then they have to have the baby. And they might not feel ready to do that. So true, a lot true. of young women don't want to have sex right now because of that. And it's definitely a downer. It's not going to stop women from having sex. Women will still have sex. Men will still have sex. There will be abortions. Some of them will result in the deaths of women. But we have this law, and that is an inhibiting factor. Then on the left, there's also the inhibiting factor of political correctness that Believe it or not, even though it's mostly going to inhibit men, also inhibits women. There's a lot of inhibiting factors right now. And that's why we have FDR. Fuck the rich. Because we believe in sex and socialism. And that's what we try to bring you every Saturday night. Usually live, but 
Anytime you want, you can always listen to us on FDRradio.com. Anyway, I got to go, but it's been great talking with you. Likewise. It's great to hear that you had such a bonobo-esque and fulfilling threesome. And I hope you get to have another one and more beautiful sex in your life. And, you know, to fill in the parts that you can't have just the way you want. You have some sex that maybe isn't exactly what you want, like phone sex or masturbation or whatever you can have. It's always a good idea, though, to uh, keep yourself in good sexual shape to continue having those orgasms or else you bottle it all up and who knows what might happen to you. (laughs) Anyway, good luck to you, Chris. Keep in touch. I will. And thank you so much. Maybe one day you'll be able to start that Bonoboville. It sounds like Alabama could use it. Boy, although... Things are getting less and less conducive to Bonoboville in America. Although our Bonoboville is here and we are broadcasting live from Bonoboville here on FDR. I'm Dr. Susan Block, your love doctor, and this is Captain Max. Good evening. And we have enjoyed being in your home, your mansion on a hill or your cardboard box wherever you are happy bastille day that's kind of a sexual term want to storm my bastille tonight honey all right that's right although the bastille itself was pretty violent and we are not encouraging violence at all we are encouraging revolution sexual revolution make love not war make kink not war and Make like bonobos, not baboons. Make love, not war. Make love to someone you love tonight, even if that someone is you. I love you. Me too. I love you too. And me too. Need to talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else? You can talk to us. I'm Dr. Susan Block, your mistress of the airwaves, but my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience or a combination, my world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role play for you, fantasize with you. No fantasy is too taboo. And help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497. Anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web.